Welcome back to Idgits and Asphats, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we are talking about season four, episode 14, called Sex and Violence. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. So we start out with a woman named Vicky in her kitchen with a meat mallet, tenderizing some meat. And it's a big tenderizer. It's huge. Like, why do you need that big of a mallet? You know, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that before. Really? Yeah. Well, I grew up in a vegetarian household. Okay, that'll do it. You know what I mean? I was going to say, like, I don't think I have a meat tenderizer, but my parents definitely do, and I've used it. Okay. I've seen them use it. Yeah, I never have. Because basically, it just, like, kind of pounds it down, so then I think... I'm not totally sure on the science here because I'm not a scientist, but I think what it's supposed to do is kind of like flatten it a little bit. So then that way, like as it cooks and it shrinks up again, it doesn't like condense it too much. Huh. Okay. You know, cause like when it cooks, it shrinks and it right. kind of like, like closes in on itself as it were, you yeah. know, or like once you, if you flatten it out to where it's like, you know, more than what it would normally be, then once it shrinks, it's going to be. A little bit less interesting stuck together yeah. maybe i think that's maybe the theory behind it but i don't i don't know yeah because i was watching I'm her and i it's okay <laughs> i couldn't tell if i was if she was like overdoing it or like underdoing it you know what i mean I, I just like i just had questions about the whole thing like i don't remember i don't remember thinking anything was odd other than the fact that the meat tenderizer was so huge yeah okay <laughs> all right um so her husband comes home from work his name is adam he says, hey, she sort of smiles at him, and he asks, what? She says, Ted's kind of cracking the whip, isn't he? He says, you think I like coming home late? I'm working my ass off. He's not guilty at all. Oh, right, I know. She says, okay, sorry. Adam says, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, long day. He kisses her, and they seem okay again. Vicky says, oh, hey, I ran into Jill Martin today. Gary's turning 40 on Saturday, and she invited us to the party. He says, what'd you tell her? Vicky says, that we'd go. He slams the fridge door shut in anger. What a freaking lunatic. Like, dude, calm down. Yeah. Adam says, you're kidding. She says, what? You like Gary? He says, yeah, that doesn't mean I want to waste my Saturday night with him. Vicky says, I thought you'd want to go. He says, I don't believe you. She says, it's fine. I'll call Jill and tell her we can't make it. What's with you tonight? It's like you want to have a fight or something. She turns around to face him, and he hits her in the head with the meat tenderizer over and over and over. What a son of a gun. Let me tell you what. Not okay. Not okay. No. And, like... He was clearly looking for a fight. He was looking for a fight. But, like, it just, I don't know. At this point, it was just kind of like... I didn't... In this episode, I'm like, there's nothing supernatural happening so far. He's just a dick. You know? Yeah, like, totally. You know, like, that's kind of where I went. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So there's blood splatter all over, and we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to Dean sleeping in bed in a motel room. A loud vehicle drives by, and it wakes him up. He hears Sam talking very quietly on the phone. Sam says, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. No storms. No. No bad crap. Nothing. Yeah, I'll keep looking. You keep looking too, okay? All right, talk soon. Sam hangs up, and Dean pretends that he's still sleeping. Sam hits Dean on the leg and says, hey, up and at him, kiddo. Dean pretends to wake up and says, you're up early. What are you doing? Sam says, nothing. I was in the can. <laughs> also, not guilty at all. Right? Okay, Sam is, I don't know if he's entering his lying phase, but he's definitely in it now. Solidly in the secret keeping. Oh, he is going down that bunny trail pretty hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. I kind of hate it. I hate it when the boys are keeping things from each other. I mean, I guess it makes for good drama. 
You know, they can't always be, like, on the same page about everything because otherwise the show would be... It would be boring. It would be boring and happy, and that's not what we want from our Supernatural, is it? No. Also, if you hear a sound of water pouring, it's nobody peeing. It's me pouring some water in my cup. (laughs) Yeah. We're drinking tea, like fancy people. Okay, so, like, story time. So, my tea, while being really good, it's... There's this little, like... I don't even know. It's a little contraption that you, like, shove tea leaves in, and then you kind of, like, sit it there, and it's got a little chain. It's, like, a metal version of, like, a tea bag. And right, it's got, right. like, a little tea. I don't know what those are called thing. either. A steeper, maybe? It's a steeper, yeah, but it's it's a little bit different than any other steeper I've ever seen. But, because it's probably, I don't even know, God knows how old, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> apparently... It's a little rusty. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I took a couple sips and I didn't really notice it. And then I took a bigger sip and I was like, this tastes like metal. Oh, it's my not God. Like Are you going to get tetanus? I got my tetanus shots. I'm up. Uh, I am vaccinated, Oh, folks. thank God. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. I, I'll be fine. But no, okay. it just didn't taste right. So I'm changing to uh, some of the spice cider stuff. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Okay, um, so Sam says he was in the can. Dean says, yeah. Sam says, yeah. You want me to draw you a picture? (laughs) Dean says, no, I'll pass. Sam says, I found a job in Bedford, Iowa. Uh, Guy beat his wife's brains out with a meat tenderizer. And get this, third local inside two months to gank his wife. No priors on any of them, all happily married. Dean says, sounds like Ozzy and Harriet. Sam says, more like The Shining. Dean says, all right, well, I guess we better have a look. So we cut to jail. (laughs) (laughs) We are in jail now. We are in jail. (laughs) Sam and Dean are talking with Adam. He says, why does the PD keep sending you guys? I already said I don't want a lawyer. Dean says, they're lining up the firing squad. Adam says, I'm pleading guilty. Dean says, all right, look, you don't want us to represent you. That's fine. In fact, it's probably not a bad idea between you and me. We just want to understand what happened. That's all. we don't. We are not actually lawyers. That would be really bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. They've never done a, a, like, a courtroom episode. You know what I mean? Have, yeah, no, they haven't. Like, nothing to even do with a courtroom, yeah. I don't think. I wonder what that would look like. I mean, they've definitely been in trouble. Uh, been. Been. They've been in trouble with the law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's just never gone that far. Yeah, no, they've been in jail. They've, yeah, not been to court. Yeah. They've never made it that far. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah, okay. they would not escape that so easily. Sam says, Mr. Benson, please. Adam says, what happened was I killed my wife. And you want to know why? Because she made plans without asking me. <laughs> Sam says, when it happened, how did you feel? Disoriented? Out of control? Dean says, like something possessed you to do it. <laughs> yeah. Adam says, I knew exactly what I was doing. I was crystal clear. Dean says, then why did you do it? Adam says, I don't know. I loved her. We were happy. Dean pulls out a piece of paper and shows Adam. Dean says, nine Gs. That's a hefty bill. Adam says, where did you get that? Dean says, it doesn't matter. We have it. See, certain charges, ones you don't want the missus to know, they show up under shady names like MNC Entertainment. Adam says, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Dean says, oh, you're dropping plastic at a nudie bar, for instance. (laughs) Sam says, we just want to know the truth, Mr. Benson. Adam smiles and says, her name was Jasmine. Sam asks, she was a stripper? Dean says, dude, her name was Jasmine. A whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, did you watch, um, is it, not Jimmy Kimball, but what's his name? The other one. 
the late night guy. Jimmy Fallon? Yes, Jimmy Fallon and um, Katie Kristen. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Yeah. Oh, they did like a They did like a, a all the songs. I saw like the first three songs and then I think I saw it. I was like in between clients at work or something okay. like that. And I was looking on my phone and or on my Facebook or whatever and it popped up. And I only got to see the first part okay. of it. I think I saved it though. To you watch. should watch it. Okay, seriously, like as soon as they hit Beauty and the Beast, I just burst into tears. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I know. I was like, why am I crying? This is so good. I love everything that's happening here. Yeah, I just, like, burst into tears. And they uh, end with with Let It Go, and I was, like, just full on, like, oh. oh well, you have to. Yeah. Okay, but it would be weird, not going to lie. I think, to me, it would throw me a little bit hearing Anna's voice mm-hmm. singing Let It Go rather than She just than did such, she did a good job with it, Oh, though. I'm sure. She's yeah. a good singer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was just full on crying. Killian was like, what is wrong? And I was like, Disney. <laughs> it gives you the feels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just like, all right, mom, don't look at it anymore. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I think it's so cute how he's like, mom, you're going to cry. You yeah. need to not. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah, he'll come up if I'm watching something. He'll put his hands in front of my eyes and he'll be like, don't look. Don't, don't look, mom. It's really uh, cute. So cute. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, I can't stand it. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so... Dean says, dude, her name was Jasmine. Adam says, I didn't mean for it to happen. I don't like to go to strip bars. My buddy was having a bachelor party, and there she was. She came right up to me. And I don't know. She was just perfect. Everything that I wanted. Dean says, well, you pay enough. Anybody will be anything. Adam says, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't even about the sex. It was, I don't know what it was. It's hard to explain. Sam says, and your wife found out? Adam says, no, she never had a clue. Sam says, then why did you kill her? Adam says, for Jasmine. She said we would be together forever. If only just Vicky was. Dean says, muerte. <laughs> Adam says, afterwards, me and Jasmine were supposed to meet, and she never showed. I don't know where she lives. I don't know her last name. I don't even know her real first name. I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What have I done? <laughs> exactly. Sam says, you didn't think to tell us to the cops? Adam says, what for? The stripper didn't do it. I did it. And I know what I deserve. Judge doesn't give me the death sentence. I'll just do it myself. So we cut to Sam walking into an office. There's a woman in there taking some pills. (laughs) And Sam says, rough night? She says, fun night, rough morning. Can I help you? Sam says, "Uh, yes, I'm Special Agent Styles, FBI. He shows her his badge and says, you're Dr. Kara Roberts? She says, far as I know. (laughs) Sam says, you do some work with the sheriff's department. She says, yeah, when I'm not slogging it through the ER, it's a small town. We multitask. Sam says, well, I have some questions about a case, about several cases, actually. You mind if I sit down? Great. Adam Benson, Jim Wiley, and Steve Snyder. Kara says, oh, yeah, the men who killed their wives. Sam says, you handled the workups, right? She says, yeah, autopsies for the wives and talk screens for the perps. Two for one special. Sam asks, you find anything? She says, not really. I mean, COD on the woman was pretty clear. There was nothing unusual in their system. Sam says, what about the husbands? She says, can I see your badge again? So he shows her. She says, there was one thing, an anomaly in their blood work. And I remember thinking how strange it was that it showed up in all three of the men. Oxytocin. And their levels levels, and their levels were crazy high. It's a hormone that's produced during childbirth, lactation, and sex. People call it the love hormone. Um, so they love to kill. Yeah, no, they were just they were just like in love with their strippers, right? Well, yeah, no, but like if they've got oxytocin in their system, I'm assuming they probably took the blood samples. 
I'm talking like this is a real life thing. <laughs> but usually I think when they take the blood samples, like when they first go in, yeah. just in case there was something in their system. So like, I'm assuming they probably, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm sure that sticks around for a little bit. Yeah, it must. And so like, they're all like hopped up and lovey as they're killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know how it feels when you first fall in love the whole week in the knees tattoo you on my chest thing that's Never. don't do it do not do that why would you ever okay like tattooing like your kids names on you is one kids thing. or like parents yeah even okay. like a pet if you want to go that oh, sure. far yeah but like never get the name of a significant other that isn't like you know one of your permanent like your parents are permanently related to you. Your kids are permanently related right. to you. Like, your pets are fairly permanent, you know, like, depending on the people, I guess. But, like, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, she says, that's oxytocin. Of course, it eventually fades, and then you're stuck with every relationship ever. That's the painful regiment. Uh, or she says, that and the painful regiment of tattoo removal. They smile at each other, and Dean walks in. He says, what did I miss? Sam says, this is my partner, Agent Murdoch. Dean says, please, agent sounds so formal. You can call me Dean. She says, I'm Dr. Roberts. She turns back to Sam and says, so um, can I help you with anything else? Sam says, sure, just one more thing. This chemical, oxytocin, what would cause this, what would cause those high levels that you found? She says, nothing that I've ever seen. Okay, that's it. Thanks, doc. Oh, Sam says, okay, that's it. Thanks, doc. Mm -hmm. They get up and leave, and Sam says, by the way, try a greasy breakfast. Best thing for a hangover. (laughs) She says, watch it, buddy. I'm the only MD here. Um, I'm just going to say that that is tried and true. Greasy breakfast. As greasy as you can go. I've not been drunk. Oh, so you've never been hungover? I've never been hungover in my life, no. Oh, Okay, well, I've been, like, slightly drunk once or twice, maybe. But, like, You said you were feeling a little drunk when we were at my cousin's supernatural party. A little bit, yeah. But I wouldn't say I was, like, I don't, I wasn't drunk. Like, I was more of, like, significantly tipsy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, no, I've never been hungover. Oh, my God. Ever. Oh my god, that's crazy! That's I got a crazy. high alcohol tolerance. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the most hungover I've ever been. I think I told you already. I was in Canada. Uh, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think. Gosh, has anything ever been that bad before? <laughs> Is there any other instances? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there happened, but they were uneventful. Just me, sort of, you know, slightly dying. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of dying. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, greasy breakfast. That is definitely the way to go if you're ever hungover. Good to know. Yeah. Um, so they leave the office, and Dean says, "Dude, you totally C blocked me." Even though she wasn't even interested I know. in you, dude. <laughs> exactly. Sam says, "So Wiley and Snyder fessed up, huh?" Dean says, "One emptied his IRA, the other the kids co- the kids' college fund, all in the same thing." Sam says, live nude girls. Dean says, the club called the Honey Wagon. (laughs) Sam says, these guys have affairs, too, with a stripper, also known as Jasmine. Dean says, yes and no. This is where it gets interesting. Each guy hooked up with a different chick. Sam says, so what? These girls are all connected somehow? Dean says, well, they all describe their stripper in the same way. The exact same way. Perfect. Everything they ever wanted. Sam says, yeah, at least they'll dream... Uh, Sam says, at least they'll dream Barbie convinced them to murder their wives. That just didn't sound right. 
Anyway. I mean, it made sense. Okay. <laughs> you know, it, it's almost like they were under some kind of love spell. Dean says, sure seems that way. Sam says, which caused them to become totally psychotic. Dean says, absolutely. Sam says, you seem pretty cheery. Dean says, strippers, Sammy. <laughs> strippers. We're on an actual case involving strippers. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has been waiting for this moment his whole, his whole life. life. <laughs> yeah. His whole life. <sighs> so we cut to nighttime at the honey wagon. Dean flashes his bag and gets to skip the line. <laughs> his bag. Oh, his bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That is not what I meant. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that we get you kicked out rather than Oh, no, that's not going to get you in. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I meant to say, Dean flashes his badge. <laughs> flashes his badge. You know what? So good. <laughs> uh, okay. oh, man. I didn't even catch it until you said it, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> yep. So he talks uh, to the manager and says, I'm looking for three girls, Jasmine, Aurora, and Ariel. <laughs> the dude says, you seriously think those, those names mean anything to me? Dean says, one's a redhead, about 5'9". The other one's Asian. The guy says, do you have any idea how many girls I deal with? Fake names, fake hair, fake... Dean says, you got to have some sort of paperwork, check stubs, <laughs> some way to keep track of the strippers. The dude says, please, exotic dancers, independent <laughs> contractors working for cash. I stay out of their hair. They stay out of what little I have left. <laughs> Dean says, three of your customers murdered their wives. You don't think that's weird? The guy says, yeah, I think that's super freaking weird. But you know what I ain't? Or, but you know what it ain't? My problem. And the guy walks away. I mean, it's true, but dude, why be a jerk? You yeah, know? for real. <laughs> so Dean joins Sam at a table. Sam says, any luck? Dean says, no, you? Sam says, a little. I talked to Bobby. We officially have a theory. Siren. Dean says, like Greek Miss Siren? Like the Odyssey? Sam gives him a what the fuck look. <laughs> <laughs> Dean says, hey, I read. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, actually, but the siren's not actually a myth. It's more of a beautiful creature that preys on men. Entice them with their siren song. Dean says, let me guess. Welcome to the jungle. No. Warren's cherry pie? <laughs> Sam says, their song is more of a metaphor, like their call, their allure, you know? Dean says, so they shake their thing and the guys zombie out? Sam says, basically, yeah. Sirens lived on islands. Sailors would chase them, completely ignoring the rocky shores, and dash themselves to pieces. Dean says, sounds like Adam and his buddies. Sam says, yeah. If you're a siren in 09 looking to ruin a bunch of morons, where would you, get a, where would you set up shop? Dean says, so whatever floats the guy's boat, that's what they look like. Sam says, yeah, you see, sirens can read minds. They see what you want most, and then they kind of, like, cloak themselves, you know, like an illusion. Dean says, so it could all be the same chick morphing into different dream girls. Sam says, yeah, actually, probably. Sirens are usually pretty solitary. Dean asks, how do we kill it? Sam says, Bobby's working on it, but even if we figure that out. Dean says, how the hell are we going to find it? It could be anybody. So we cut to another table. A stripper comes up to the lone dude sitting there. He says, hi, Belle. She says, I thought you'd never come. They leave the club together and creep inside his place. He checks inside a bedroom and says, it's okay. She's asleep. Belle says, Lenny, you are amazing. Taking care of her like that, most guys would have put her in a nursing home. Lenny says, it's no big deal. She's my mom. Belle says, like I said, amazing. She unzips her dress and it falls to the floor. She steps out of it. And they have sex right there in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's asleep. Great, let's go. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. 
So the camera pans to a mirror and we see that Belle's true look is freaking terrifying. Ugly. It's not right. Nope. So we cut to them canoodling after sex. Belle says, baby, I love you so much. The way you take care of me and your mom, you're so sweet and strong. I just wish you didn't have to carry it all. I mean, your mom takes up all of your time. As long as she's around, we can't really be happy. Lenny says. Which is BS, by the way. Yes, yes. But he's all oxytocin you know? This is true. Yep. Lenny says, she's not so bad. Belle says, I could be with you forever if only your mom wasn't here. Don't you want to be with me forever? Lenny says, yeah, yeah, you know I do. Belle says, then bash your mother's brains in. Baby, do it for me. Do it, baby. Lenny says, yeah, okay, if you say so. Belle says, I love you. Lenny grabs a fire poker and heads into his mom's room, and we hear his mom struggling and Lenny grunting with effort. <laughs> that just sounds it does, yeah. I didn't word that right. <laughs> They're murdery sounds. <laughs> Making murdery sounds. Murdery sounds, yes. Mm. Belle smiles and puts her dress on and leaves the apartment. So we cut to Dean in his motel room. Sam isn't there. And Dean, uh, I think Sam isn't there. And Dean is staring at Sam's cell phone. He finally picks it up and scrolls through the call list. One number doesn't have a name attached to it, so he calls it. Ruby answers, and she says, hey, Sam, you there? Dean hangs up. Then Sam walks in the door. He says, Lenny Bristol was definitely another siren Vic. Dean says, you got in to see him? Sam says, yep. He said he bought said he brought a stripper home named Belle. A couple of hours later, he offed his mother. Belle, of course, went MIA. Dean says, wait, he killed his mom? Sam says, woman he was closest to. Sam's cell rings, and Dean says, yeah, you forgot your cell phone, and he throws it at him. It's Bobby. He says, Sam, did you find her yet? Sam says, uh, no, and doesn't seem like she's slowing down any. What about you? Got anything? Bobby says, well, some lore from a dusty Greek poem. Shockingly, it's a little vague. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Sam puts the phone on speaker. Bobby says, it says you need a bronze dagger covered in the blood of a sailor under the spell of the song. Dean asks, what the hell does that mean? Bobby says, you got me. We're dealing with 3,000 years of the telephone game here. Go raid the Navy and be like, hey, can somebody donate some blood? (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Sam asks, best guess? Bobby says, well, the siren spell ain't got nothing to do with any song. It's most likely some kind of toxin or venom, something she gets in the victim's blood. Sam says, that makes them go all Manchurian candidate. Um, what do you think? She infects the men during sex? Bobby says, maybe. Dean says, supernatural STD. <laughs> Bobby says, well, however it happens, once it's done, the siren's got to watch her back. Uh, if she gets a dose of her own medicine. Sam says, it kills her. Bobby says, like a snake getting iced by its own venom. Dean says, so we just got to find a way to juice one of the OJs in jail. Bobby says, it's not that easy. None of those guys are under the spell anymore. Haven't got a clue where you're going to get the blood you need. Sam says, I think I might have an idea. Bobby says, be careful. These things are tricky bastards. Wrap you up in knots before you know it hits you. So we cut to Sam and Dean visiting Dr. Roberts again. Um, Sam says, Dr. Roberts. She says, Agent Styles, can't stay away, huh? Dean rolls his eyes. <laughs> Sam says, actually, we're here on business about the blood samples, the ones with the high oxytocin. Dean asks, do you still have them? She says, mm-hmm. Dean says, good, we need them. She says, what for? And just then, um, a man joins them. Yeah, I wrote that weird. Mm-hmm. Just then, another man joins them. He says, excuse me, Dr. Roberts. Dean says, excuse me, we're a little busy here, buddy. Sam and Dean flash their badges, and the dude says, yeah, so am I, pal. And he flashes his own FBI badge. 
his own FBI bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Sam says, Doc, could you give us a second, please? So Dr. Roberts leaves. Dean says, what's your name? And the dude says, Nick Monroe. What's yours? Sam says, I'm Special Agent Sam Stiles. This is my partner, Dean Murdoch. What office are you from? Nick says, Omaha, Violent Crimes Unit. My SAC sent me down here to see about the murders. You? Dean says, DC, our assistant director assigned us. Nick says, which AD? Sam says, Mike Kaiser. Nick says, so what are your badge numbers? Dean asks, you're kidding, right? Nick says, I'm just following protocol. Sam says, look, man, whatever. Just call our AD. He'll sort things out, okay? Sam hands Nick a card, and Nick calls the number on it. When (laughs) someone answers... Nick says, oh, yeah, Assistant Director Kaiser, please. Yes, sir, hello. It's Agent Nick Monroe. I'm calling about two of your men, Styles and Murdoch. Uh, it seems that they've been put on a case, they've been put on my case by mistake. We cut to Bobby saying, are you questioning my authority? <laughs> Nick says, no, no, sir, I'm not questioning. Bobby uh, says, you could have fooled me. Last I checked, son, D.C. has jurisdiction. Jurisdiction, I said that word. <laughs> or am I wrong? Nick says, uh, no, sir. Bobby says, well, good. Well, the next time you want to waste my time with stupid questions, don't. And Bobby hangs up. He, I flipping love Bobby. Like, I can't even stand it. This this guy. like Yeah, I love him. And I love how he's, like, he's, like, cooking in his kitchen, right, with an apron on. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, you know, he's got this, like, frilly apron on. He's just, like, don't mess with me, man. You yep, know? I love it. <laughs> Bobby hangs up, and he puts the phone on the wall next to a bunch of other phones. The one he hung up says FBI. The others say Federal Marshal, CDC, Police, and Health Department. Bobby says, those idiots. Also during his phone conversation, Bobby is cooking while wearing an apron that says, kiss okay. the cook. This is the, okay, I was thinking a little ahead. But oh, yes. yeah, no, that's okay. Yep. Yeah. It says, kiss the cook. I just love it. I want, I want that story. Is that his, old, his wife's old apron? Was that a present I hope from somebody? That it's his. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like it. I like it a lot. Let me cut back to Nick. He goes over to Sam and Dean and says, "Well, I'm sorry, guys." Dean says, "Just don't let it happen again." Nick says, "So where are you with the? So where are you with this?" Dean says, "Where are you with this?" Nick says, "Well, I was about to run the perp's blood work." Sam says, "I already checked. It's a dead end." Nick says, "Well, get this. I feel like I found something that connects all the murderers." They were all banging strippers from the same club. <laughs> Dean says, you don't say. Nick says, what do you say we go we go down there and check it out? Dean says, well, here's the, th- well, here's the <laughs> thing, Nick. See, we're kind of lone wolves. Sam says, you know what? That sounds like an excellent idea. Just give me a second with my partner. One sec. So Sam and Dean walk a little ways away from Nick. Sam says, dude, you got to stay with him. Keep him out of the way. Dean says, why me? Sam says, because I got to get the blood samples. Dean says, what the hell am I supposed to do with him? Sam says, just take him to the strip club and keep an eye out for the siren. Come on, Dean, just focus on the naked girls. You'll forget he's even there. (laughs) Dean says, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it for the girls. Because he's like, oh, yeah, naked girls. All right. (sighs) So Nick and Dean go outside. Dean says, we're taking my ride. No complaining about the tunes. Nick says, no way. You drive an Impala? That's a 67, right? It's a 327 four-barrel. That is a sexy car. Yep. Dean (laughs) says, yeah, actually. Nick says, it's a thing of beauty. How the hell did you talk the Bureau into letting you drive your own wheels? We cut back to Sam. Dr. Robert says, and you want the blood because... Sam says, I don't know what that says. (sighs) Sam says, "Uh, we'd like to run some tests. She says, you know, I've run every test there is. It's my job. Notice the lab coat. Sam says, we know a specialist who would like to try out a theory. She says, if you say so. 
She pulls out a bunch of tubes from a fridge and says, what the hell? The blood's gone. So we cut to Nick and Dean doing shots at the strip club. <laughs> Dean says, nobody's fault but mine. Nick says, uh-oh, Zeppelin recorded. Oh, no, sorry. Nick says, oh, Zeppelin recorded it, 75. It was a cover of a blind Willie Johnson tune. Dean says, nice. Nick says, you shook me. Dean says, oh, 69, debut album written by Willie Dixon. Nick says, and? Dean says, and what? Nick says, written by Willie Dixon and J.B. Lenore. I don't know if I said that right. Lenore? Lenore? I would guess. Okay. Dean says, dude, you know for a fed, you're not a total dick. (laughs) Nick says, aren't we both feds? Dean says, yeah, no, I just, you know, not a lot of feds are as cool as us, huh? (laughs) Nick says, so what the hell with this case, huh? How does a girl take four different Johns into murder? How does a girl talk four different Johns into murder? Dean says, crazy world. Nick says, I guess. Hey, can I level with you? I found something kind of weird. Dean says, oh, you brought your weird to the right spot. Lay it on me. Nick says, I went to the crime scene this morning. Saw them bagging this up. He hands Dean a plastic bag with a purple flower in it. Nick says, so I went back through all the files. It turns out a flower just like that was found at every crime scene. Dean says, like it was left on purpose? Nick says, I mean, you know, sometimes a serial killer will leave an object behind, like a calling card. But with this case, to tell you the truth... I got no idea what's going on. Dean says, I think I might. I've seen a flower like this before. We cut to Dr. Roberts' office. She has a vase with those flowers in it. Sam and her are watching video footage. Dr. Roberts says, we've watched them twice. Whoever took the blood? Sam says, must have tampered with the tapes. Who has access to your office? She says, everybody. I don't like it. I never had this problem before. What is so important about the blood anyway? I feel like that's a major HIPAA violation right yeah, there. Yeah, I agree with like, you. That's just not realistic. Even if you don't need to, you do it because you need, you, you're supposed to, you know? Right. Like, uh, Yeah, I agree. Sam says, I think someone drugged the men, made them commit murder. She says, what? What kind of drug? Sam says, I'm not sure yet. She says, I don't know. I mean, I interviewed the, I interviewed those guys. <laughs> She says, I don't know. I mean, I interviewed those guys, and they had their reasons. Sam says, yeah, but they all love their victims. Kara says, I'm sure they did. Come on, haven't you ever been in a relationship where you really love somebody and still kind of wanted to bash their head in? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) Sam says, sounds like you're speaking from experience. Look, I'm sorry. I don't mean to pray. She says, it's okay. I was the one who brought it up. She goes to a cupboard and takes out two glasses and a liquor bottle. She pours them both drinks. Sam says, really? She says, it's medicine. I'm a doctor. His name was Carl, and we were married. They clink glasses, and Sam says, so what happened? She says, life happened. I don't know. I mean, I loved him. I still do, I guess. But um, I don't know. It's like one day I looked up, and I was living with a stranger. You know what I mean, right? Sam says, I guess so. Yes, sir. (laughs) You know what that's like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Huh. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And by maybe, I mean yes. (laughs) Yeah, I've been there. I've been there, too. Um, She says, people change. God, I know I did. But it's nothing to feel guilty about. It happens. Sam says, so you two split up? She says, yeah, I suppose that's a word for it. She pours herself some more booze, and Sam's phone rings. She says, do you need to get that? Sam says, no, not right now. Kara says, whatever, we've all got our own sad stories, so screw it. Have fun, no regrets, and live life like there's no tomorrow. And live life like there's no tomorrow. Solid advice, actually. It is. Just like, you know what? Stuff happens, move on, have Mm -hmm. fun. You know, like... (laughs) It's totally, totally true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, they clink glasses again. She gets real close and whispers in her ear. That doesn't make any sense. In his throat. Yeah, okay. So she gets real close and whispers in in his ear. For instance, I have been thinking about you all night. Well, parts of you. Sam says. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I know. Sam says, just parts. She says, "Mm mm-hmm, like your lips. They're very distracting. It's a problem. That's not what you're thinking about, madam. I know. <laughs> you're thinking about other things. She, yeah, I know. Uh, she pulls his, as <laughs> I pause right there. Oh, his tie off. Okay, she pulls his tie off and says, and I can't stop thinking about kissing them. Sam says, that's so. She says, well, what the hell, huh? They kiss and then start taking their clothes off. Sam picks her up and sits her down against the window, crushing the blinds. We cut to Sam walking into his motel room. No one's there, so he calls Dean. Dean says, Sam, where the hell have you been? Sam says, with Kara. Dean says, oh, it's Kara now, and you're not picking up your phone. Sam says, we were trying to find the blood samples. Someone stole them. Dean says, yeah, I'll bet. (laughs) Dean's a little bitter here. He's like, "Mm mm-hmm, sure, whatever. It's fine. It's totally fine. (laughs) One thing I noticed about this scene, well, they, they didn't actually, like, show us them having sex or whatever, but Sam is aggressive. Yeah. Sam picks mm-hmm. people up and slams them against windows and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. He's just like, I mean, okay, he's what, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, mm-hmm. something like that. So, like, he has the capability to do that. Right. <laughs> also. Yeah. You know, like, uh. It's just, it's so interesting because I think in Dean's sex scenes, he's very gentle. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're slow. There's slow romantic yeah. music it's mm-hmm. sensual yeah sam is more like aggressive and like yeah you know? <laughs> dean is more sensitive in that way and you wouldn't expect that and you wouldn't expect it because their personalities are the exact opposite like sam yeah. is more the like the soft sammy you know and then you yeah. you take him in the bedroom and he's not soft sammy anymore no he's, <laughs> he's hard <drunk>. sammy <laughs> <laughs> that's not where i was going I'm going to throw you around, Sammy. Yes. It's fine. Okay. I walked right into that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I set myself up for that. It was perfect. I had to. It's it's fine. I I expect (laughs) you. I would expect nothing less. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if I walk myself right into that situation, I expect it to be pointed at. Yes. Yes, It's fine. Okay. Um, Um, Dean says, yeah, I'll bet. Sam says, what's that supposed to mean? Dean says, Nick found flower petals at the crime scenes. Hyacinth. I can't say this. Hyacinths. Hyacinths. Hyacinths? Okay. Mm -hmm. Hyacinths. Hyacinths. It's hard to say. It is a hard one. Sam says, so? Dean says, Hyacinths? Mediterranean, from the island where the whole friggin' siren mist started in the first place. Sam, Kara had hyacinth flowers. Sam says, you think Kara's the siren? Dean says, well, I did a little checking up on her. She's only been in town for two months. She has an ex-husband. A dead ex-husband, Carl Roberts, dropped like a stone, no no warning, supposedly a heart attack. Sam says, well, maybe it was a heart attack. Dean says, you're kidding me. Sam says, look, I just don't think it's her. Dean says, and what makes you so sure? Because he's thinking with his little head instead of his big head. That's exactly right. (laughs) That is exactly right. Sam says, I don't know, a hunch? Dean says, a hunch? Um... Okay, sorry. I put two words together here. A hunch. I'm giving you cold, hard facts here, and you're giving me a hunch. Did you sleep with her? Sam says, no. (laughs) Dean says, holy crap, you did. Middle of basic instinct, and you being Sharon Stone. Sam, you could be under her spell right now. Sam says, dude, I'm not under her spell. 
Dean says, unbelievable, man. I just don't get it. Sam says, what? Dean says, nothing. Sam says, no, say it. Dean says, no, it's just first it's Madison, then Ruby, and now Kara. It's like, what's with you banging monsters? <laughs> That's what the rest of the whole fan base wants to know. I know. <laughs> We'd all like to know the answer to that question. <laughs> Sam says, look, Dean, I'm telling you, it's not Kara. I feel fine. Dean says, I'll bet you do. <laughs> Sam says, you don't trust me. Dean says, no, because this could be the siren talking. Sam says, look, just tell me where you are. I'll come and meet you and we'll figure this thing out. Dean says, no. Sam says, are you serious? Dean says, I wish I weren't. I got to handle this, Sam, by myself. And then Dean hangs up. Sam throws his phone at the wall. We cut to Dean on the phone with Bobby's, uh, with Bobby's machine. Dean says, Sam's in trouble. I think the sirens worked her mojo on him. Give me a call as soon as you get this. Then he hangs up and calls Nick, who says, hey, man, what's up? Dean says, I need your help. Nick says, sure. With what? Dean says, canvassing, like we got to find somebody. So we cut to the outside of the strip club. I think it's a strip club, not just a pub. Um, Nick is sitting. We'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, Nick is sitting in a car. Kara gets out of a taxi and goes inside. Dean gets in Nick's car, and Nick says she went in just a second ago. Dean says, "Nice work." Nick asks, "Should we follow her in?" Dean says, "No, I don't want to tip her off. I'm just waiting to see who she comes out with." Nick says, "So you think what? She's drugging these guys?" Dean says, "Pretty much. I know how it sounds." Nick says, "Are you sure about that? Because it sounds like crazy on toast." All these different strippers, they're magically the same girl, but then they're not strippers at all. It's Dr. Quinn. <laughs> Dean says, it's kind of hard to explain, but I have my reasons, and they're good ones, so you're just going to have to trust me on it. Nick says, yeah, okay, I guess. Dean says, thank you. That's actually nice to hear. Dean takes a sip from his flask and then offers it to Nick, who laughs and then takes a drink. Nick says, so let's say she is drugging her Vicks. How's she pulling that off? Dean takes another swig and says she could be injecting them, you know, or passing the toxin through physical contact. Nick says, or it could be her saliva. Dean looks down at his flask and Nick says, you really should have wiped the lip of that thing before you drank from it, Dean. I should be your little brother, Sam. You can't trust him. Not like you can trust me. In fact, I really feel like you should get him out of the way so that we can <laughs> so that we can be brothers forever. Dean says, yeah, yeah, you're right. So we cut to Sam walking into his motel room. Nick is sitting on a bed. Sam says, Nick, what are you doing here? And Dean closes the door and gets behind Sam. He puts a knife to Sam's neck. Sam says, Dean. Then to Nick he says, I got to tell you, you're one butt ugly stripper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> uh, uh. Nick says, well, maybe, but I got exactly what I wanted. I got Dean. Sam says, Dean, come on, man. This isn't you. You can fight this. Let me go. Nick says, why don't you cut him just a little bit on his neck right there? So Dean does. Nick says, Dean's all mine. Sam says, you poisoned him. Nick says, no, I gave him what he needed, and it wasn't some bitch in a G-string. It was you, a little brother that looked up to him that he could trust. And now he loves me. He'd do anything for me. I got to tell you, Sam, that kind of devotion, watching someone kill for you, it's the best feeling in the world. I'm sure you think so, dude. I know. Sam says, is that why you're slutting all over town? <laughs> Nick says, oh, I get bored, like we all do, and I want to fall in love again and again and again. Sam says, tell you what, I have fought some nasty sons of bitches, but you're one needy, pathetic loser. Sam says, you won't feel that way in a minute. Nick grabs Sam's face and opens his mouth. Nick's mouth opens, and he spits some venom into Sam's mouth. Nasty. Ew. Yeah, I wrote okay, here. Okay, like, I am not okay with... Like, ugh, 
I would never want somebody to spit in my mouth. Like, you kiss somebody and you get enough spit. Like, yeah. if somebody were to spit in my mouth, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, so no. gross. So uh, freaking gross. Yuck. Um, then Nick makes Dean let Sam go. Nick says, so I know you two have a lot you want to get off your chest, so why don't you discuss it? And whoever survives could be with me forever. Dean says to Sam, well, I don't know when it happened. Maybe when I was in hell. Maybe when I was staring right at you. But the Sam I knew, he's gone. And it's not the demon blood or the psychic crap. It's the little stuff. The lies. The secrets. Sam says, oh yeah, what secrets? Dean says, phone calls to Ruby for one. Sam says, so I need your say-so to make a phone call? Dean says, that's the point. You're hiding things from me. Uh, Is that what he says? Okay. (laughs) Dean says, that's the point. You're hiding things from me. What aren't you telling me? Sam says, none of your business. Dean says, see what I mean? We used to be in this this together. We used to have each other's backs. Sam says, okay, fine. You want to know why I didn't tell you about Ruby, about how we're hunting down Lilith? Because you are too weak to go after her, Dean. You're holding me back. I'm a better hunter than you are. Stronger, smarter. I can take out demons. You're too scared to go near. Dean says, that's crap. Sam says, you're too busy. (laughs) Sam says, you're too busy sitting around feeling sorry for yourself, whining about all the souls you you tortured in hell. Boo-hoo. Okay, that was a low fucking blow. That was, yeah, that was like, okay, really though? Like, <laughs> He's why? not whining about the, he, He's he not had whining. one conversation with you. Also, he had a traumatic experience. Right. And like, that's okay. And you can, none people deal with it in different ways. But talking about it is not unhealthy. You exactly. Know? Like, <laughs> and talking about it is very different from whining about it. Yeah. There was definitely no whining happening. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. So Dean throws a knife at Sam, but he dodges easily. Then they start fighting. Sam says, you're not standing in my way anymore. Sam's standing with the motel door at his back. Dean runs into him so hard that the door comes off its hinges, and they're in the hallway. On on the wall, there's an axe behind a glass that says, for emergencies. <laughs> Dean breaks the glass and grabs the axe. Nick says, do it. Do it for me, Dean. Sam is still laying on the floor, and Dean says, tell me again how weak I am, Sam, huh? How I hold you back. Dean swings his axe, and Sam covers his head with his arms. Then Bobby is suddenly there. He stops the ass. He stops the ass. He stops that ass. <laughs> Stop that ass, Bobby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, okay. He stops the axe and stabs Dean in the shoulder with a blade. Nick tries to run away, but Bobby throws the blade, and it stabs Nick in the back. He collapses and dies. Okay, That's Bobby is aim. such a fucking badass that right is. here. Like, okay, no lie, though. I really want to... You know those, like, axe-throwing places that you can go to? Like, I really want to go. You should go. Eric went to one. He had, like, a team-building outing at work where they went and did that. I just want to go and throw things. Yeah. Like, (laughs) that sounds, like, fun. We should go together. That'd be fun. Yeah. I want to learn how to do Once your back is better. Oh, yeah. Then we'll go and throw throw axes. Yeah. Yeah. That would be... I'd, I'd love that. I think you even do, like, doubles. Like, you have one in each hand, and you can do it there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> I so I just so cool. my new favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll ask Eric what's the name of the one he went to with his work buddies. I'm sure there's probably not... It's... I mean, it's fairly new, so I'm sure there's probably not too many mm-hmm. around. Yeah. But... Yeah. So, we cut to Sam and Dean and Bobby parked outside and having some drinks that Bobby provides. Dean says, soda? Bobby says, you boys are driving, ain't you? Sam says, thanks, Bobby. You know, if you hadn't shown up when you did. 
Bobby says, done the same for me more than once. Of course, she could have picked up a phone. Only took one call to figure out that Agent Nick Monroe wasn't real. You, go, you boys going to be okay? Dean says, yeah, good. Bobby turns to leave and then says, you know, those sirens are nasty things that I got to you. That's no reason to feel bad. And then Bobby drives away. Okay, Bobby is just the bomb. Why is he so amazing? Listen, I never in this entire, like, whole, every, all the episodes, I have never not liked Bobby. He's perfect. Like, there are different times when, like, you know, you're irritated with Sam and Dean, you're irritated with whatever, but, like, listen, this guy, like, I don't ever have that, like, I don't remember ever having that feeling of just, like, oh, Bobby, come on, you know? It's, like... I love Bobby, like, all the time. Yeah, that was some fucking, like, action hero shit, too, when he stabbed Dean and then threw the knife. Yeah. Like, that was, like, what? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, and now he's, like, dude, don't feel bad. You know, he's, like, trying to make him feel bad. I don't know. You, I my good sir, him. are badass. Yep. <laughs> so Dean says, so, are you going to say goodbye to Kara? Sam says, no, not interested. Dean says, really, why not? Sam says, what's the point? Dean says, look at you, love him, then leave him. Sam says, Dean, look, you know I didn't mean the things I said back there, right? That was just the siren spell talking. Dean says, of course, me too. Sam says, so we're good? Dean says, yeah, we're good. But they don't seem good. (laughs) (laughs) Then they get inside baby and credits. Okay, so I have some thoughts. Okay. (laughs) Um, First of all, at least in part of this episode, I think it was amazing how, like, Dean found his BFF. You know, like... yeah. Like, bro. It was cool, but then but then you know that it wasn't really It wasn't. It was just the siren reading his mind. Yeah, but for the time it was pretty cool. Like I liked it. I was like, oh, he found a friend. Yeah. (laughs) Because they really don't find many friends that aren't hunters. Right. And even then, like, a lot of their friends end up in bad ways, you know? Yeah. So it's kinda like, uh, okay. But yeah, so there's that. Um also it tells them what they want most. So is what Sammy wants most um, a doctor? Like, is that his ideal woman? Is, like, just... Because he's very intelligent. Like, just... She is, like, on top of her game. You know, no, I mean, of, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I didn't really... Because it says that's what they want the most. They show them what they want the most. Well, but she wasn't a siren. No, yeah, I guess there's that. But it's not... Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think that... They kind of made it sound like that in a little the bit. context, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think that um, the siren didn't have time to, like, change into what Sam wanted because, you know, he just spit in his mouth real quick and was just yeah. like, you know, yeah, right, now you're under my spell. But yeah. he, was still, he was still presenting as, like, what Dean wanted the most, Yeah, you know. Yeah. Or maybe what Sam wants the most is an older loving brother, you know. Maybe, maybe Nick was what Sam wanted, too. We didn't get to yeah. see, like... I kind of wonder that he wanted in somebody. Yeah, I kind of wonder like if because obviously they use those traits to lure them in, so they can get close enough to spit on them or whatever. Right. You know, just, you're right. So like, yeah, it, it's interesting. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny. Like, if if I could pick somebody for Sam, mm-hmm. it would be the doctor. Yeah, you know, like very intelligent. You know, has you know, everything, her life all sorted out seemingly. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I didn't really think about that before. But, I mean, we know that's, it wasn't like the whole spell thing, but that 
Yeah. Yeah, I could see that being what he wanted. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, so those are my thoughts. But what was your favorite moment from this episode? My favorite moment is when Nick calls Bobby, thinking that he's the assistant director of the FBI, and <laughs> Bobby just gives him a bunch of shit for it. Yeah. And then hangs up, and you see all those other phones there. Yeah. I just, I love that. Like, here's the FBI phone, here's the CIA yeah. phone, here's the, yeah. Yeah, I just thought that that was really, I mean, Bobby is really, like, their rock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He keeps everything together and not just for them yeah for a lot of for other hunters too you gotta really wonder like like he's the receptionist (laughs) yeah yeah and i loved it i just love seeing that what was your favorite moment um so that was one of my favorite moments of seeing him in his little apron yeah (laughs) um also when dean was like strippers sammy strippers we're on an actual case involving strippers finally finally yeah. you know like woo yeah and then um what is it with you and banging monsters because <laughs> mm-hmm. we I all want to know this true. it's true we all do want to know this this girl had sex with sam and did not die this is true yeah but was it because she wasn't a monster Oh. Let me just blow your mind right there. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> we like, got we to gotta keep that in mind. Because, like, I think the ones that he, that end up dying, that he has sex with, are the ones that are monsters, even though they're not, like, monsters. I mean, they're monsters, but there's usually some sort of good to them to where, like, mm-hmm. they draw him in. Yeah. Know? We'll have to keep an eye on Sammy's <laughs> pain of death. We've got to keep an eye on it. Yeah. So our interesting facts for this episode, um, it's the dusty green poem Bobby reads is by... Greek. S- dusty Greek poem. It looked like you said green. I bet oh, it, it is does. Greek. Don't okay, worry about never it. Never mind. It's my handwriting. <laughs> dusty green poem. I'm like, like, this like, doesn't make any sense. I was like, what? <laughs> but I'm gonna go with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Greek poem, um, he reads, is by Simamides about virtue and has nothing to do with sirens. Oh, okay. Um... The siren stripper personas are all named after official Disney princesses, Jasmine, Aurora, Ariel, and Belle. I like it. Who's your favorite out of those? Oh, Belle. I like Belle. See, I think either, I do like Belle, but I think either Ariel or Jasmine's got to be my favorite. Probably mm-hmm. Ariel. Yeah, I love Ariel. I do. I love Jasmine, too. But I, just, I like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Belle's my fave. Yeah. I think Ariel's my fave. Um, so it says Jensen was in a Dawson's Creek episode also titled Sex and Violence. Hmm. Apparently it's a theme with him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know he was in Dawson's Creek. I've never even seen Dawson's Creek, mm-hmm. so. I watched a couple episodes when I was young, but I don't really remember it. Wasn't he in, oh he wait, maybe in... it is Dawson's Creek that I'm thinking of. It was a he, CW show. He was in Dark Angel. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. Okay. Smallville he was in Smallville, too. yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking of. Um, I also haven't seen that, but I know he was, like, was he in just, like, a couple episodes, right? He wasn't in the I whole I think thing. so, yeah. Just yeah. a couple episodes. Because um, I think that's where he and Daniil met, right? It was Smallville? I think they did a movie together called Ten Inch Hero. Oh, I'm not sure that. if that's where they met or if they met somewhere else, so yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Probably. Well, Ten Inch Hero was, I'm sure, before Smallville. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Just from what I've seen, like, clips of both of them, like, mm-hmm. Ten Inch Hero seems older, you okay. know, as far as, like, film quality. Right, right. But I don't, I mean, who knows. Yeah. Um, anyways. <laughs> um, 
Um, it says, Kara is one of the select group of women who did not die after sleeping oh, with hey. Sam. Oh, hey. Okay. So, Yeah, you know. we'll keep an eye on whether Sam is the the monsters are the one dying or, or if the humans yeah, do too. I think it is the monsters that he so sleeps far, with, not so the far. people. Yeah. Because I can think of a couple of people mm-hmm. that... Oh, did, well... We'll have to keep our eye on it and see. We'll have to keep our eye on it and see, because I honestly don't remember. Now I'm like, did she die? Did she not? I don't know. Right. Yeah, totally. That's how <laughs> but, I feel, too. Yeah. So I, I just feel like I don't know anymore. But a lot of people associate Sam with death. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yes. It's more of a sex and death thing with him <laughs> than a sex and violence thing. That's right. Um, so for our research this week, there's two different things. Okay. Because this is the only time that we see sirens. Right. And also, if there is something about a haunted strip club, you need to talk about it. Oh, yes, yes. Or we need to talk about it, I guess. So, um, the siren stuff, this is basically, this is the difference between sirens and mermaids. Okay. Um, And it's off of (laughs) knowledgenuts.com. Knowledge nuts? Knowledge nuts. I like it. N-U-T-S. Nuts. 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 Um, So... It says, somewhere along the literary and mythological road, mermaids and sirens got confused into one creature, a half-woman, half-fish creature known for her beautiful singing voice. Originally, it was only the mermaid that was a half-human, half-fish creature, and a singing voice wasn't mentioned in the early myths. Sirens were the singers, and they were actually half-woman, half-bird creatures. Oh. Which I didn't know any... I thought, for the longest time, until I was doing this research, I thought that they were the same... There was just, like, some good and some bad sort of thing. Oh, you know? yeah. I don't know. I but, thought... I don't know that I thought sirens were mermaidy, but I thought they were more just, like, a female form. I didn't think they were half animal. Yeah. I thought that they were just, like, a different variety of a mermaid. Okay. Is what I thought. But... Yeah. It says, in today's pop culture world, uh, the mermaid and the siren are often portrayed as the same character. Uh, they're inevitably a beautiful woman from the waist up and a fish from the waist down, and they're noted for their enchanting singing voices. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, though, these two creatures were two entirely separate myths. Uh, mermaids have been in myths and folklore since their first appearance in ancient Babylonian stories. Era, the fish god, was a half-man and half-fish. After that, it was the Greek god Triton. Um, also Ariel's father. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Um, in fact, it was the Greeks who gave us the first descriptions of mermaids. Uh, living specimens were said to have been examined by writers such as Pausanians. Pausanians? It's P-A-U-S-A-N-I-A-S. I think you said it right. Pausanias? That's how I would say it. I don't know. That's probably wrong. Yeah, who knows. <laughs> in the second century, and were described as having scales covering their entire bodies, gills, a fish-like mouth, and a scaly tail like a dolphin's. So, like, not pretty, still scary, but yeah. still half-person. <laughs> right, right. Um, it was the Nereids, Nereids, <laughs> of Greek mythology who gave rise to the tales of the mermaids that were so popular among later sailors' mythology. Um, these sea nymphs were given the creature or given the features traditionally associated with the mermaid, half beautiful woman, half fish. Uh, these enchanting creatures were well known to mingle with humans and to bear children. How would that even work? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I, I don't want to know, but yeah. I kind of want to know. Um, the Greek hero Achilles was born of a mermaid, and some Greek families today still claim mermaid blood in their lineage. Whoa. I mean, like, I'll dress up like a mermaid and call myself a mermaid, but that's a little too far. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, Nereids, 
were found anywhere there was water, including springs and wells. Um, what a life to live in a well. Oh, that would suck. <laughs> yeah. While mermaids have always been enchanting, it's been more um, it's been more their appearance than their singing voice. Um, it was the sirens that were known for their singing voices, supposedly of such beauty that sailors would forget that they what they were doing and stim- simply simply stop to listen. Ships would crash on the rocks around the sirens' island, killing those who fell prey to their song. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sirens were never half woman and half fish creatures. Originally, they were there were only three sirens, and they started out as mortal human women who were the handmaidens of Persephone, uh, daughter of the goddess Demeter. Um, when Persephone was abducted by Hades, Demeter gifted the three girls with the bodies of birds so they could help search for the lost girl. Uh, when they couldn't find her, they eventually gave up and went on to live on the island of Anthemoessa. Okay. Hmm. Greek is hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, cursed by Demeter, who was angry at their abandonment of the search um, to remain in their half-bird form. Uh, the sirens are further cursed when they entered a singing competition with the muses and lost the contest as well as their wings and many of their feathers. Eventually, the sirens died with the fulfillment of a prophecy that should en- that should anyone be able to resist their song, the sirens would perish. And they did when Odysseus had his men block their ears and then tied himself to the mast of his ship so he could not listen or so he could listen but not interfere. The sirens hurled themselves into the sea and died as he passed. Yeah, I remember that. If they don't get attention, they die. <laughs> a little dramatic. That is literally what's happening right now, is if they don't get attention, <laughs> they just die. Oh, man. <laughs> been there. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, sirens and mermaids have been confused for a long time, well before uh, Piers, Pierce Anthony and C.S. Lewis assigned mermaids their singing voices. Um, Thomas Hoclave's La Mel Regla written in the 15th century, um, clearly refers to mermaids luring sailors to their death with their song. Um, Strangely, it is the melding of the two creatures that has persisted throughout the centuries. According to sailors' logs and records dating back to the 1600s, mermaids were very, very real. Although obviously debunked, the myth of a mermaid has continued, with some sightings being reported as late as 2009. Wow. So... Okay. I definitely, I remember, I don't know if you ever saw this, but I remember there was like a viral video going around on like Facebook, probably around the same time where there was like this, I'm sure it was like driftwood or some sort of like, I don't know. It was probably something that somebody dressed up to look like a dried up mermaid, but there was like a dried up mermaid on a beach somewhere and it had like seaweed in its hair and like all Mm -hmm. this sort of stuff but it looked like kind of like a mummy like it was shriveled and like you know like how fish look when they dry out like it kind of was like the that yeah and it was like the upper body of a person and the lower body of weird a fish okay but like creepy looking it wasn't i don't remember that like disney-esque yeah there was no aerial happening yeah (laughs) but anyways so that is our research about the sirens and the mermaids. And our other research is about an angry ghost in the strip club. That's the title of it anyways. It's, called, it's off of trueghosttales.com. Um, and so this is in 
first person. So it's going to okay. sound a little weird, me reading it. But it's going to sound like you had it's a gonna sound an like angry I strip club thing. experience. <laughs> okay, I love so, it. I did not have an angry strip club experience. I have never been in a strip club, so I've had no experience. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Um, so it says, the story I'm about to tell you happened to me about eight years ago. I had just started working as a doorman for a nightclub slash strip club. Um, before it was remodeled, it was a penthouse owned by an old rich recluse back in the late 70s. Um, it was said she was murdered where the dance floor. It bleh. it was said she was murdered where the dance floor is on the second floor. Um, as soon as I started, I had a bad feeling about this place, but I, but at first I put it down to nerves for starting a new job. Um, nothing really happened for about a week, and I just forgot about the whole thing until closing time that night. We had just ushered all the patrons out, feeling tired after a long night. Um, me and the manager, the manager and I, I'm going to change that for him, <laughs> yeah. sat down for a beer. I swear I'm not a grammar Nazi, but sometimes I am. That's okay. Um, after talking for about five minutes, a wine glass flew off the rack towards our table, smashing onto the floor. Uh, the manager looked at me and said she must be pissed about something. <laughs> I said, who? Uh, the old lady, um, he, the, he said the old lady. The, whoever wrote this was not a, the best in... Uh, grammar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to get out of there, but not wanting to look like a coward, I just laughed it off to this day, and to which this day I regret. To which this, yeah, no, whatever. Anyways. Okay. English. Um, that is what it says. <laughs> right. Uh, the next few days she made it known that for some reason she did not like me there and wanted me gone. Uh, first it started with me seeing her reflection in mirrors on the stage where the girls would dance. Um, no, she would just creepy. Yeah. She would just stare at me with hate in her eyes. After that night, nothing happened for a few days. I thought she was done with me, but I was so wrong. <laughs> After a few small instances of her making herself known, the last is what made me quit, and I've never stepped foot in that place since. It was closing time, and after all the patrons left, the manager asked to check or me to check the bathroom for stragglers. Uh, first, I checked the male toilets. It was empty. And then after that, I walked into the female toilets, announcing who I was. Uh, I checked each stall. Coming to the last one, I could see two feet. Thinking it was a girl who had drunk too much and fell asleep, I knocked loudly on the door, asking, Miss, are you okay? Um, after getting no reply, I got worried, thinking she may need medical attention, which, I mean, reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I barged the door in. I'm pretty sure he meant I bang or I knocked the door in. Whatever, yeah. whatever. He kicked the door in, and what I saw will be with me till the day I die. Um, a woman standing there right in front of me. All I remember to this day is she had no eyes, and the scream she let out was ungodly. Uh, the manager found me passed out on the floor. He heard it as well. To this day, both of us have trouble talking about it. Wow, that's so creepy. Yeah, just like. Wah! I mean, could you imagine seeing something so freaky like that that you pass out? And it's out? screaming at you and other people hearing it. Like, yeah. it wasn't just you, you right. know? So it's like, okay. But, I mean, just imagine seeing something so terrifying that you pass out. I don't know if I, like... That's never happened to me before. I have not been terrified enough to where I pass out. Yeah. I've been terrified <laughs> enough to where I feel like I need to run or I'm, like, you know, feeling like I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't, I've never passed out. I, it must be a different level of... <laughs> You know, I don't know. I feel like you hit a certain point, though, and you just go into overdrive. And, like, if you were to pass out, it would be, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would probably run before I passed out. Mm-hmm. Or pee Maybe. my pants or you something. Never, you just never know. know, really, yeah. what you'll do. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but anyways, that's a place that I don't ever want to go. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. And not that I would go anyways, because it's a strip club. So. <laughs> yeah. 
There's that. I know. I think I told you once that I've, I've been to a male strip club, but not. You didn't tell me that. I think I told you on the podcast. Oh, really? Maybe I just don't remember. I'll tell. I'll be quick about it. I had two best friends named Amy at this time, and uh-huh. they took me to a strip club, a male strip club up in Seattle for my, uh, I think it was my 19th birthday. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it was eye-opening to say the least <laughs> I, I, I didn't so. get a lap dance or anything <laughs> but at one point um you hold a, do- a dollar bear, beer a dollar <laughs> beer a dollar bill up and you know a guy comes over and dances on you and takes your dollar so I held one up and this very very large guy which is totally fine <laughs> I just wasn't expecting it came up I was wearing a skirt this is what you might remember I was wearing a skirt and the guy got in front of me and ripped my legs open and started rubbing his face on the inside of my thighs, uh, which was weird, to say the least. Yeah. Maybe I should have expected that. But the worst part of it was that when we went back to my, my one of my friend's apartments, the guy had just put cologne, cheap cologne, on his face. And I couldn't figure out where the horrible where the smell, smell was coming from. It was coming from my inner thighs. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I know I told the story. I know I did. I don't remember yeah. it for some reason. Wow. I'm pretty sure I said on the I feel podcast. like I would have remembered yeah. that. So but... sorry if that was a, a retelling of something that you've already heard. I mean, People but at home. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's still entertaining. Just be wary. Yeah. Of cologne thighs <laughs> yeah i remember That's... i had to take a shower it was like overwhelmingly strong Eww. it was gross yeah yeah no like i'm all for somebody smelling good you oh know? sure like, yeah but when you hit the point where it like won't go away like even the best smelling cologne like if you have too much of it it's just not okay yeah. also if you hear a little jingle bell going on it's steve playing in his cat tree <laughs> yeah hi steve hi steve hi. can you say hi Oh, this is the one time that you decided to not talk? Gonna say hi. We're talking to you. Hello. Mr. Cuteness. He's just like, no. I can't. I'm being recorded. Oh my god, you're so cute though. (laughs) He's like, I don't know what to do in this situation. So I'm just gonna spin around in circles. (laughs) Oh, so cute. Um, Well, what was your idget or asplit moment? (laughs) So my idget, well, it was apple being an asplit really is what it is. So... I, this was last, no, not last night, the night before. Or was it last night? No, I think it was the night before. <laughs> it was the night before. Anyways, okay. doesn't matter. Um, so I went to do the update for my iOS system, and it's been... Like your phone? Yeah. Okay. So like, I don't know, I don't know if Android does this, but Apple, like every once in a while, because their phones are all the same, like it's all the same operating system. Mm-hmm. It's not like Android where like you get a different phone and it's going to look different. different. Yeah. Like this is all the same. And then they just send out updates to everybody mm-hmm. um, when there's been an update to that system. And so this system, actually, I kind of like it so far. It's changed a bunch of things, mm-hmm. but not like so much that you can't figure it out or anything. But um, I went into my notes in my phone and I had a list of all of my passwords for like everything because I, f- I listen folks I've got ADD I forget stuff I have all the same the time. thing and I don't have ADD yeah so no it's <laughs> a smart thing to do yeah I mean, yeah well and so I'm like okay so I go into it to look for something or I don't even remember I think oh it was saying like you can update your notes or this is new in notes and then it said like go to notes or whatever so I went into the notes and then I was like deleting some notes that were like really old you know like wedding stuff and that's why yeah. I'm like, I don't need this anymore you know like right. it's gone and then so I went into the um there was two of the notes that because sometimes they'll make copies and I'm not sure why it does it but it will and so 
there's there was two copies of this of my note that had all my passwords in it and I looked in the first one and there was nothing in it so I was like okay whatever I deleted it Mm -hmm. like maybe that was an old one whatever I go into the other one the only other one there is nothing in it all of my passwords for everything are gone oh no like all of them so now every fear of mine oh my gosh and so now every time I go into like log into something I'm like okay I'm gonna write down the password or like you know and there's stuff in there that I probably didn't need that it was like a one-time thing I'm like well if I need it then it'll have it or whatever you know so it's not that big of a deal but there's some stuff in there that I'm probably gonna need and so it's like I can just see the next few months of my life being every time I log into something having to either try and guess what the password is and then write it down or having to change all these passwords mm. and do that whole thing because what I can't a get nightmare, in, you yeah. know? And I'm like, oh no. That sucks, So dude. Apple, you suck and you did me dirty. Ugh. And for all you folks out there, if you know how to get that stuff back... I would love you forever. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. That really sucks. I'm sorry. I have the same thing in my phone. Yeah. For, I have the password for literally everything I've yeah. ever done ever. Uh-huh. I do have a book at home that I have for it, that, but I haven't updated it in like a year or two. Yeah. Well, so the thing is... I do is, have a password book. But. Yeah. For me, my passwords change often enough right. to where... If I had it written down, I'd just waste a bunch of paper, you know, because like, you know, with certain things, like the stuff for work that I have to log into, Mm -hmm. like they make you change it every, you know, X amount of months or whatever, however many like X amount of logins that you do and then they make you change it or Mm -hmm. whatever. So like stuff like that is just kind of like, okay, you know, Yeah. but oh my gosh. And, you know, there are ways to get back deleted notes if they're recently deleted then you can go into them and like restore them or whatever Mm -hmm. and I was like okay but there what I mean it wasn't there because it wasn't a um anything that I had deleted it just disappeared Mm -hmm. and so I'm like okay there's no like how how so I think it's just starting from square one all over again I'm So, so sorry that's that's my life yeah but I am hoping that it's not going to be too difficult to try and find all the different passwords and like having to go through all that hopefully I remember more than I think I do Mm -hmm. (laughs) right yeah but so what was your idget or aspect moment from this week Okay, mine was actually a couple weeks ago. Killian has been having headaches. And by headaches, I mean he says he's had a headache for the last, like, six to nine months. Yeah. Just, like, nonstop. Every now and then he's like, oh, my head. But most of the time... He's, he's screaming and totally running around. Fine. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. totally acting like nothing's bothering him. So, um, I, you know, I made an appointment with a neurologist. And the appointment... God, I think it was in... Um, I don't, we had to wait three months before Ugh. we could see him. So that was, I mean, can you imagine having a headache for that long? Anyway. Yeah. So we go to the neurologist and he's like, you know, let's do an MRI. Mm -hmm. So we scheduled that and um, Killian has to be knocked out for the MRI. Yeah. He's not going to stay still (laughs) with all that noise, which is, you know, and being stuffed in a tube and, you know, all that. So, um, so we go the day of and the appointment's at two o'clock and he can't eat anything for eight hours beforehand. Oh no. (laughs) And they're like, we only do these appointments. In the afternoon, we don't do them in the morning, and I'm just like, great. That's a really four-year-old s- right. being withheld from food is going to be a nightmare. It <laughs> was. So we get there. He gets in his little, his little, you know, gown, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna do an IV." And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're not going to give him gas to knock him out before you do the IV? And they're like, no, we're not doing gas at all. We're just doing IV. 
So he's <sighs> so they're like, okay, mama, sit behind him. So we're on the the hospital bed. I'm sitting behind him, and he's uh-huh. kind of sitting between my legs. Uh-huh. And they go to put an IV at his arm. Uh huh. And they don't do it right. Yeah, oh, geez. So he's freaking the fuck out already. First of all, it doesn't feel good. No. Obviously, it, it doesn't hurts. feel good to get stabbed. But he's watching it, and they do it wrong. So they uh-huh. have to take it out, and they're like, we're going to do it again. So he loses his shit. Oh, I'm he sure, is yeah. screaming and crying. Nurses are running in, like, what's going on? What's wrong? Yeah. They're leaving, and then they're like, we're going to do it on the other arm, and he is just like, no, no. And this nurse comes in. Just and give she, him a sedative. I know. This nurse comes in, and she's like, we're going to give him a sedative because this is just really, really sad. Yeah. But the way she said it made me feel like this horrible failure of her mom. I don't know why. She was just like, this is sad. Like, this is pathetic. She made it sound like pathetic. Uh, It really, really irritated me. So what they did give him. Like, he's terrified. What do you expect? I know. He's four and you just hurt him. Yeah. And you're saying you're going to do it again. You just stabbed him and there was no, like, yeah. Plus he's got this, you know, some sort of passed out sleep that he's going to do that he's unsure of. You know what I mean? The whole thing is scary. Yeah. So they come in with a sedative and it's a nose spray one. So and he's fighting it. He doesn't want to suck it in his nose. They finally well, he just does a nose spray, like the Flonades or well, something. Well, now like, that's um, after. That's oh, okay. after this, yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, so they managed to get it up his nose, and he comes down a little bit. A tiny little bit. <laughs> I don't even know if he did really calm down yeah. at all. But they finally got the IV in the other arm, and he passed out, and it was fine. But it was just like, that nurse just made me feel so bad. I don't know why. Okay, you should not feel bad. That's her just being a jerk. It, yeah, like she really. There's made no me feel reason for that. You yeah, know, I know. He just he was so scared. You know, like I'm sure she sees that all the time, and she's just over it. But like, mm-hmm. really, you know? Yeah, yeah <laughs> it really bummed me out. He's four and he's terrified. That mm-hmm. has nothing to do with anybody being a bad parent or him being obnoxious or whatever. That's yeah. just he's scared. He was just really scared. And so then when um. When after it was all over, they were like, you know, he's probably going to be asleep when we bring him out. And then he's going to be really tired for the rest of the day. You know, if he falls asleep within the next like three hours, you need to wake him up every so often, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But he's going to be really tired and really out of it. And he's going to be asleep when we bring him out. So they bring him out. He's wide awake. Uh-huh. He's like, hey. <laughs> hey, how's it going? We're like, oh, hey, what's up? Wait, so what? we get him. We, yeah, we, we <laughs> go through the discharge process and get into the car. And we're like, okay, you know, we'll keep an eye on you. If you go to sleep, we're going to have to wake you up. And mm-hmm. he starts asking for McDonald's and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we get home. He he's running around the house like a madman. <laughs> Just like, like, I thought I was going to have an easy day. I know. I was like, I thought we were going to chill on the couch and snuggle. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. So, and that was sort of funny. We felt a little cheated. But. Kids for you. I know. <laughs> you think they're going to do one thing and they do the complete opposite. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandassvetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.